Our scripture lesson is taken from the book of Revelation, Revelation chapters 4 and 5, page 1041. And excuse me, that's, uh, that's not 1000. That's, I'm a little dyslexic and I put the numbers backwards. I think it's 4110. And uh, your bulletin has it right. My notes, uh, I forgot to correct. Uh, the, Church secretary corrected it for the bulletin. She recognized my dyslexia and uh, corrected it, but uh, I forgot to correct it on my notes. So you'll have to find it on your own. Uh, Revelation 4 and 5, last book of the Bible. Revelation 4, verse 1, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one set on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting clothed in white robes and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunder, thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and on the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf, the third living creature had a face of a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes all around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll, written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God set out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb and having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, 
you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. Thus far the reading of God's word. Beloved of the Lord, we read the account from Acts chapter 1 of Jesus ascending on a cloud and taken out of sight of the apostles as he ascended into heaven. They couldn't see any more of Jesus. They couldn't see how he was received or what happened in heaven. But the apostle John was later given a vision. The veil is taken aside and and through John's vision, we are able to see what it was like for Jesus when he entered heaven upon his ascension. And there are two things that we look at. Chapter 4, that describes the scene of what it's like in heaven. And then chapter 5, of what it's like when Christ ascends into heaven. In the first scene, there is a throne room and a uh, representation of the throne of God that is uh, described as Jasper and Sardis. With regard to uh, precious stones in the the Bible, there is some uncertainty. Today, uh, you know, we have uh, uh, scientific uniformity throughout the world with regard to every aspect of creation, including precious stones, but all animals, minerals, uh, elements. Uh, Everything has a name, a uniform name. It may be translated differently in different languages in different parts of the world, but everybody knows uh, the, uh, because of uh, uh, books for the last uh, 500 years and the advances in learning and the speed of communication, we have scientific accuracy with describing almost anything that uh, can be found in the creation. But that wasn't the case in the first century. And... um, So often we have to guess at what precious stones uh, they meant or what plants uh, they meant. Uh, Often there's a description, and uh, this jasper that is spoken of here is described uh, later on in uh, Revelation 21 as being clear as crystal. That's led some translators to say uh, diamonds. Sardis uh, is is just a transliteration of the Greek word Sounds the same, pretty much the same in uh, in Greek, but uh, uh, some translations say, well, that's uh, carnelian, which is a, a red stone. So you have a, a stone as clear as crystal, and you have a red stone, and uh, the clear as crystal represents purity, red represents judgment, 
but then surrounding the throne is this rainbow, and of course the rainbow is the sign of uh, covenantal mercy, uh, God's promise to be gracious uh, to this world and not uh, destroy it until all his uh, plan of salvation has been uh, fulfilled. So you have a, a throne characterized by uh, purity, by judgment, and by mercy. Uh, that's uh, the picture of the throne that we have there. Then there are uh, 24 elders. Uh, the number 24 is 12 plus 12, the 12 uh, patriarchs of the Old Testament, the 12 uh, apostles of the New Testament. We don't know exactly if that's those 12, but uh, uh, the number 12 represents the Old Testament church. The number 12 represents the New Testament church. So you have the church of, the all, of all ages uh, represented uh, around the throne of God, and they're wearing uh, crowns representing uh, their victory. They have uh, fought the good fight, they have uh, won the race, and they have uh, gained the victory, and they are now in heaven. Their white robes represent uh, purity, having been uh, cleansed uh, from sin. And before the throne, there is a, a sea of glass. Uh, it's the pavement of, of heaven, so to speak. In Exodus 28, uh, Moses and the 70 elders ascend Mount uh, Sinai, and they look up and they look up through a, uh, a clear pavement and uh, see uh, God's throne above that pavement. So the, the pavement, as it were, divides uh, the, the highest heaven from uh, the created world. Uh, God is above it. Uh, his throne is above the pavement, this clear pavement. But uh, from time to time, human beings are given access to look through that uh, pavement and see what is up there. Uh, the, the God's throne, the 24 thrones, and uh, the uh, angels and so forth, the uh, four living creatures that uh, are all above the, the pavement uh, gathered around the throne of God. Lightning and thunder make the, uh, the scene even more awesome. The four living creatures are generally thought to be cherubim. Uh, the cherubim are God's uh, special creatures uh, uh, angels, the highest of the heavenly uh, creatures. The lion-like one represents strength. The ox-like one represents service. The man-like one represents intelligence. And the eagle-like one represents uh, swiftness. And uh, these uh, creatures lead heaven in the worship of God. What John observes there is uh, uh, all heaven, uh, the, the church and the heavenly beings gathered around the throne, engaged in glorious worship of God upon the throne. It shows us something very important. Uh, it shows us that worship is, is a glorious activity. It's uh, the chief activity of heaven. It's something that uh, ought to occupy us as well, not only corporate worship, but we ought to recognize that all of life should be worship. It, it should be offered up unto God. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Uh, our lives are not our own. We live or should not live for ourselves, but live for him who gave himself for us, offering our lives up to him in everything we say and do as a living sacrifice of thanksgiving and praise. Worship is the highest calling of uh, creation. 
and of mankind, and uh, we see that uh, depicted here. But we especially are encouraged also to know that God is on his throne, and he reigns supreme. He uh, is there to uh, assure us that uh, our God is uh, in control of all that uh, transpires. But now this scene of chapter 4 basically sets the stage for what happens in chapter 5. And immediately our focus is on a uh, scroll written inside and on the back and sealed with seven seals found in the right hand of him who sits upon the throne. It's found in God's right hand. Well, if you do a word search uh, uh, or a phrase search of right hand, you'll find that, especially in the Psalms, uh, God's right hand is the hand by which he saves his people, by which he redeems his people, by which he protects his people, by which he destroys their enemies. Uh, many, many years ago, uh, the Reverend, Doc, Reverend Dr. Joel Naderhood uh, preached a sermon, uh, My God is a right-handed God. And he went to those texts in the Psalms that point to uh, God uh, using his uh, strong arm and his right hand to save his people. Our God is a right-handed God, means our God is a God who uh, reaches down to us in our need and rescues us and saves us uh, from that which would destroy us. Well, because the scroll is in his right hand, and because scrolls uh, contain writing, uh, scholars have said this is uh, the plan of salvation. This is God's uh, plan for the church uh, to deliver his people from the power of Satan and sin and death and hell and to uh, uh, redeem a people for himself from every tongue and tribe and nation. Uh, it's a, a holy plan. It's a perfect plan. It has seven seals, uh, the sign of perfection. But who can open it? Which means who can take that plan and put it into effect? Who can accomplish the plan and make it work? And at first it seems as if there is no one able to do that. Indeed, there is no creature capable of implementing God's plan of salvation. Uh, uh, one needs divine strength in order to do it. But when John is about to uh, despair and a collapse in uh, weakness and tears because no one can be found. Uh, one of the uh, uh, 24 elders comes to him and says, uh, uh, take care, uh, John, uh, don't uh, weep. Uh, there is someone who can do it. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And then he saw... Uh, in the midst of the living creatures uh, and the elders, a lamb as though he had been slain, having seven horns. Horns are symbols of strength, seven the number of perfection, perfect strength, divine strength. Uh, the spirit has seven eyes, uh, the, uh, meaning uh, perfect vision, uh, vision only God could have. And this uh, lamb has seven horns, saying that uh, he's of the tribe of Judah, but he is also divine. Number seven, uh, with regard to his horns, means uh, divine strength, and so he's human and divine, and uh, he has uh, 
seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into the earth. The spirit is with him. The the spirit of God is with him to uh, bring him into uh, the earth so that he can accomplish. And he takes that scroll and opens the scroll and uh, is able to implement the plan of God. Uh, The response of heaven is to break out in a new song and new worship, more exuberant than the worship that uh, preceded it in chapter 5. The author of the book of Hebrews says, uh, we see Jesus crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. Because he suffered, he is now crowned with glory and honor. The worship is based on his work of purchasing through his death the people for God some from every tribe and language and people and nation to serve God and to uh, reign with him forever and ever. Now, this vision is part of the book of Revelation. And uh, I am among those, uh, perhaps a minority in uh, reform circles, but uh, nevertheless within the bounds of the confessions, uh, who believe that uh, the book of Revelation was written before the destruction of Jerusalem in uh, AD 70. And I believe that this uh, is, uh, the vision is given to a church anticipating uh, great tribulation. Uh, Jesus in his Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, also found in Mark and Luke's Gospel, uh, says, you know, in your lifetime, there's going to be great tribulation. And we know that that did happen in the destruction of Jerusalem. And as the people of God anticipate that and uh, are uh, fearful of what's happening or what's going to happen, uh, there's persecutions throughout the 40 years, but they got more and more intense as those 40 years uh, came to uh, a climax in the destruction of Jerusalem in A.D. 70. Uh, This vision is given to encourage them. Uh, Don't be afraid. Uh, Keep up the fight. Don't despair. Christ is on the throne. The Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Lamb that was slain, he has the plan of God. He has opened the scroll and he will put it into effect so that the church of Jesus Christ shall triumph. Our enemies shall not have the last word. They may be able to cause uh, distress, as uh, Satan caused distress for the Old Testament patriarch Job, but in the end, Job rose uh, from the dust and the ashes, and God uh, crowned him with glory and honor after he had suffered, and so too the church will come through the tribulation and rise up and uh, be made whole and well and uh, prosper for all eternity. Well, now you and I live in a, uh, in a post-Christian culture. We see the rise of new paganism. The uh, modern world, Western world has uh, moved beyond the materialism and the scientism of the last century, which said that uh, every uh, earthly phenomenon uh, can be uh, explained by material forces and by scientific formulas. Now uh, our world is moving into more uh, a spiritual mindset, but not the spirituality of the scriptures. They have turned their back on the scriptures. They want to be spiritual, but not be guided by any uh, dogma from any church institution. Uh, They want to fashion their own spirituality. 
very much like the ancient church that uh, uh, made, uh, made their own gods, uh, gods made by uh, human hands, uh, gods fashioned by human minds uh, are no different. And uh, so we live in a world that uh, uh, is pagan, a world that is worshiping idols, the idols of pleasure, the idols of power, the idols of, uh, of money. And uh, yet uh, the, the church uh, looks at that and sees it and sees our uh, freedoms being diminished and uh, churches being persecuted severely as in China and uh, North Korea and in many Muslim lands, Iraq, uh, there used to be a much larger church. Now there's only a few hundred thousand uh, left in Iraq because uh, the persecution has been there so severe there. Many have been killed, many have fled. Uh, it's a bad scene in the world today. And uh, we wonder, you know, what will it be for our children? What will it be for our grandchildren uh, when, uh, if these things continue? Well, we, we don't know what it will be like, but we do know this. Uh, Christ is on the throne, and he has that plan of salvation. And he is worthy and able and has opened the, the scroll and is putting it into effect and is putting all his enemies under his feet. You know, despite all the persecutions of the last 2,000 years, the church of Jesus Christ has prospered and grown. It's, it's really the only religion in the world today that can be found in great numbers in multitudes of cultures. Uh, you know, uh, Buddhism, Shintoism, uh, uh, Islamic uh, faith, uh, all of those faiths arose in a certain culture and spread a little bit outside its original culture, but not very much. Uh, but not so the Christian religion. The, the Christian religion is truly an international cross-cultural religion. Uh, it is a religion for every tongue and every tribe and every people of every nation. And uh, it is growing, and it is growing especially under persecution. As much as we, our hearts go out to those who are suffering persecution, nevertheless, we see that in the providence of God, through persecution, the church uh, often uh, grows exponentially. And so uh, we, we pray that God will protect his church and uh, protect uh, families uh, of Christians and so forth so that parents and children can stay together. But uh, at the same time, we're also uh, thankful that in the province of God, he uses that to build his church. And, and so we ought not to be afraid, but uh, to continue to persevere. Christ is on the throne. That's what we are come to uh, recognize and uh, celebrate as we uh, consider the uh, ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this uh, glimpse into the, uh, uh, the wonders of, of heaven. We thank you that John was given this vision and allowed to share it with us so that we we see heaven worshiping God on the throne, and we see Christ coming into the, into the presence of heaven and receiving that scroll and putting to, into effect the, the plan of God for all the ages. We pray, O oh Father, that we might be inspired by this 
inspired to worship and uh, inspired to uh, continue to trust uh, in you and your plan for our lives and trust in Jesus Christ as the one who will indeed save us to the uttermost. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.